What's the nature of your emergency? Welcome to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, and I'm very excited this morning, not only because I'm not spending it by myself, not only because we have a pretty awesome giveaway um, and also an IOU giveaway since our last interview got sick and we had to postpone that one, but also because this morning's guest is somebody who has a strong appreciation for the sacrifices made to protect our freedom. And with all of the baloney that takes place, especially on the left side, I think that that is something that is incredibly worthy of being able to speak on and something that we need to speak on more. And um, I'm really excited because you're somebody who also works with horses and we so happen to have a mounted unit horse at our house. And I'm excited to learn about some of the work that you do with them and how we can get involved. So this morning's guest name is JR, JR Smith. How are you? Doing great. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. So your dad was a veteran. I, I correct that. And I want to know a little bit about your background before we dive into what you do, what your program is, and how people can get involved in it. So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. I was the uh, deemed uh, country boy that grew up in the county. Uh, I'm originally from St. Louis, Missouri. And, uh, good, you know, let's go cards, let's go blues. And uh, we uh, had always had a great time, always going out deer hunting, always going out on Boy Scout trips and you name it. I always felt more comfortable out in the woods than I did, uh, you know, in, in the concrete jungle. I love where I grew up and I loved my life, but I always knew, you know, I, I live by the Daniel Boone theory of if I can see the smoke from my neighbor's chimney, he's too close and it's time to move, uh, which means I like to be out there a little bit. So uh, I actually moved to Florida in 1999. Uh, I met my lovely wife now of 22 years. I heard native Floridians were hard to come by. So when I found one I liked, I snatched her up. <laughs> but uh, her, her whole family was originally from Kentucky. And they, um, uh, you know, so horses run her blood. She had a pony when she was a kid. I couldn't stay away from a horse when I was a kid. You know, somebody, if we were out on a trip and somebody didn't want to go for a ride, I'd take an extra ride and go on, on their horse. So, you know, horses were always in our blood. Country Western way of life has is, is always been who we are. And uh, so that just led us to, you know, a very short synopsis there of where we are here today. That's amazing. Good morning, everybody. And if you're just tuning in, we are doing a giveaway. So whoever comments the most on this thread and the one that we had posted for the promo, I'm going to send you two snack boxes. And if you don't want them both or you don't want one or either one, then I can send one to you and one to somebody else that you choose. So um, go ahead and start commenting, ask questions. If I don't get to them here on the live, then I will definitely tag JR and we'll try to try to get to that. And Something really awesome, JR, is that a lot of the questions that I have for you today are ones that were from the comments. So we have some really good ones, ones that I couldn't have even come up with on my own. And before we get to those, thank you. I bedazzled this hat on my own. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, how did you get into doing what you're doing now and what is your organization all about? Absolutely. We, um, you know, my dad always told me to keep a legal pad by the bed in case you get an idea in the middle of the night. And I've had a lot of legal pads that went a lot of nowhere. <laughs> this one, this one, uh, it definitely has gone somewhere. You know, we were looking for a way to do something. Um, you know, not only is my dad a Navy vet, my uncle's a Navy vet. My grandfather was Big Red One in World War II. 
my wife's dad was Army 55-57. And when I graduated high school in 91, a couple of my buddies went straight to the sandboxes, MPs and the Corps, you know, right out of high school. So that deep appreciation for military, the sacrifices they make, their families make, and everything is just huge. Okay, very, very deep in both of us. So about three o'clock in the morning, October of 2017, I roll over, I scribble the word ranch on the legal. I still have the legal pad. It's the only word on the entire legal pad. I almost couldn't read my chicken scratch the next morning. I had no idea what it meant. Again, my wife and I wanted a couple of horses, our little slice of Americana and just, you know, ride off into the sunset, right? Well, a couple of weeks later, you know, as you see, we are a faith-based organization, although I'll be the first one to say I am like the Charlie Daniels song that says one minute I kneel down and pray, the next I stand and curse. You know, one one perfect man off the earth in 2,000 years, it sure wasn't this guy. So, you know, we're, we're going to Chili's for lunch because we're on our way to Bass Pro Shops, and I am that guy you can drop off at open and pick up at close. And so we... Uh, we, we stop and my wife knows when the smoke's coming out the ears and the wheels are turning, right? I ask her for a pen, about 20 chilies napkins later, the idea for the Veterans Ranch was born. Um, I got with my family attorney and, and he referred me to somebody who set up nonprofits. Uh, you know, when things are right, I fixed their car. They had a classic car. I'm kind of decent at turning wrenches. Growing up where I grew up in Missouri, a lot of blue collar muscle car guys. I mean, I literally grew up 20 minutes away from the Ford, Chevy, Corvette, and Chrysler plant. So <laughs> I I can turn a wrench. So I fixed their 76 Corvette. They set up our nonprofit. We traded out the work. So by December of 17, we're official. Uh, yay, we're a nonprofit. So a lot on the job training, right out of the pan, into the fire. And, you know, our whole mission that we knew we wanted to start off with is we were sick and tired of being sick and tired of watching our government not take care of our veterans. Watch the VA through my father-in-law, deny till you die. Here's another pill. Oh, no, you're too young. Oh, now you're too old. We can't do anything for you. We can't fix all those problems on our own, but we can do a whole lot through God's majestic animal, the horse, to make their lives better lay down heavy coats of burden and walk off a new and improved version of themselves. That is our overall mission. And again, do it through such an amazing animal that is so intuitive. It, like I say in my, in my lines all the time, it can feel a gnat land on its back. I mean, it knows everything about you two feet away. The fact you have a horse, you know, I'm preaching to the choir to you, you know, exactly, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's amazing. What if I just say, hey, a thousand times, does that count? <laughs> Obviously, in a different accent and tone each time. Sure. Good morning. Good morning, everybody who's just tuning in. Where is the Veterans Ranch, JR? So we are corporately based in Lakeland, Florida. That is halfway between Disney World and Tampa. Don't hold Disney against me. Uh, <laughs> we're close, but we aren't friends. Uh, we <laughs> So that's where we're based. We actually run this out of our house. This is my family room. It's not a fancy green screen backdrop. What does that mean? We run it out of our house. It means right now, going on four and some odd years, uh, for, yeah, almost five years, um, we use other people's horses, other people's facilities to do everything it is we do. So we are trying to grow and expand. We were making some great headway and momentum. Then here came that thing we all know called 2020. And, you know, it took, a, it took everybody a few steps back. So um, we are also registered in the great state of Texas and soon to be Missouri. So if anybody out there, um, you know, has some good acreage, 
uh, not floodplain kind of stuff that they want to donate to the Veterans Ranch, they can definitely reach out to us because uh, we are trying to get more done on a daily basis, uh, like what needs to be done. I've got a nonprofit I work with using equine therapy for vets. Maybe a good match. Yeah, I'll definitely link the two of you up. They also have software to manage the records for the herd, fighting the VA now. JR is the man. Great work sharing about the power of horses for people. And I, I have to tell you, I got the chills when you said that you woke up and you have a notepad next to your bed and you simply wrote down the word ranch and it was not legible, but that you leaned into that Um it took me a really long time to be able to lean into my higher power and to be able to listen to those messages. And it sounds like you had the elbow to the side over and over and you you took advantage of that and really dove into it, which I think is a beautiful thing and something worth um, pointing out. So that is amazing. And let's let's get down to the brass tacks of how this actually works. So let's say that we have somebody who's listening right now on the live, or we have somebody who's going to watch this on Facebook or listen to it on the Tactical Living podcast, and they want to learn more about horses. Maybe they've never ridden a horse before even, but they want to know what that that connection is, that spiritual connection between horse and man that, that you're talking about. What does that process look like? Well, obviously, you're going to get a hold of us. Our main website is theveteransranch.org. Um, millions of ways to contact us through there. You can find us on all the socials and some you probably didn't even know existed. Uh, millions of ways to get a hold of us and um, get on our email list. Give us a call and find out when our next events are going on. You know, it's funny you say somebody that's never even been around a horse. Um, as things started opening back up in Florida and we were able to do some trail rides and things like that, we set one up and uh, you know, we had about 20 vets and some plus ones out there. It was a beautiful day. Uh, it was August in Florida, but it was still a beautiful day. And, uh, you know, we pair everybody up. We make sure they're comfortable with the horse. Uh, you know, we're going to start really by putting a grooming brush in their hand. You know, it worked that rhythmic motion of building a bond of trust with an animal is, as you know, is inherently born not to trust anybody. Horses are prey animals. So their fight or flight 99% of the time is flight because all they can do is bite you or kick you. And as much as that hurts, you know, it's not much of a defense mechanism if something's trying to kill you. So you have to build that bond of trust, but you're doing it without saying a word, right? You know, that horse feels everything you feel, knows everything you know. So we, we're pairing everybody up. And I had a, a, a young airman, active duty, and his wife was medically retired Air Force. And she had ridden dressage for like 20 years. So she was in her element. But all of a sudden she comes over to me and says, JR, you got to help me out. My husband's freaking out. He's cursing me out. He wants to go home. You know, he's mad. I'm like, he ain't mad. He's scared. Now, again, I'm a proud patriot. I'm one of the 99% that support y'all, the 1% that raised your right hand and said, I'll go send me. So that means I will never ever speak to anyone like I wore the uniform. I love when y'all rib each other between the branches, but I'm smart enough not to know to dive into that and pick a side because then you get the whole family <laughs> against the outsider. Um, so I say all that to say I brought a Marine over with me. Okay. He's a retired Marine and I've witnessed a lot over the years how Marines just love to make fun of airmen. So he comes walking up to him like, I'm telling him what's going on. I'm like, you got this? He's like, oh, I got this. I'm like, oh, God, what are we going to step into here? <laughs> he comes up to him and I got to say it like a Marine would say it. He comes up to him and he goes, what the fuck's wrong with you, Airman? You a pussy? You can't get up on a horse? You know, what? seriously, you're going to go to Okinawa and you can't get up on a horse? Now, let me clarify the story. We were putting him next to a Belgian. 
Okay, for anybody out there that doesn't know what a Belgian is, we all know what the Budweiser Clydesdales look like. They're called draft horses. Take a Budweiser Clydesdale, shrink it down just a little bit, and there's a draft horse. Now, I am 6'4". Okay, they measure horses in hands. So, you know, you go one, two, and so on. Well, I'm looking at the withers, which is their shoulder right here, okay, at eye level. This guy's 5'5 five, five with boots on. He's looking at ribs. <laughs> so he's just breaking him down, uniform to uniform. But he realizes to not make the situation worse, he uh, uh, starts laughing. We're kidding around. We're like, seriously, dude, what is wrong? And he said, guys, I'm from the Bronx. That's all he had to say. Just stop right there. He said, I'd never seen the Mounted Patrol in Central Park. I'd never, you know, dogs running through the neighborhood were strays. You want me to get up on this beast? So again, we get him on it, get him comfortable because his hands go like this and legs go like this. And, you know, we're like, even this gentle giant, you're going to the Kentucky Derby in about two minutes. Right. So we get him to relax. And all of a sudden the horse. <laughs> and he's like, what just happened? Said you relaxed. The horse relaxed. And then he started getting it, taught him how to steer more with his hips and his feet than yanking the head with his hands. You know, especially on a horse that weighs close to 2000 pounds, you ain't yanking that horse around too much. It, it'll do what it wants to do in a hurry uh, if you don't have that control of it. So we get him comfortable. We send him out on the trail ride. He comes back an hour later. He gets off and we had some Powerade and water and stuff like that for everybody to drink because, again, it was a hot day. And he's just got this shit eating grin ear to ear on his face. And we just said, how you doing? He goes, walking a little funny. You know, I mean, a Belgian's yay wide. I mean, I'm 6'4", and if I don't ride one for a while, they make me walk funny. So imagine this guy. But he, he asked the important question. He said, guys, can I go out on the next ride? His wife was in immediate tears. Right. Because went from an hour before cursing somebody out to can I go out on the next ride? He got it. And we don't break our shoulder patting ourselves on the back. It's a good Lord and a horse that came together that helped this young man through a fear he didn't even realize was a fear. And he could go back out to Okinawa, chest out a little higher, saying, you ain't going to believe what I did. Right. And that's that is just so awesome and therapeutic for us to see that because we know what the power of a horse is. Right. But sometimes it has to be felt. It can't be explained. So it's just so awesome when we get to be able to do that for people. What a cool story. And when we're talking about that felt experience, I think that it's important for us to also point out the fact that there are so many silent conversations that we have, even just being around a horse. And if that is you, the one who's never ridden a horse before, I would encourage you to just find a way, even if it's not through JR's organization, to be able to just be in the same space as a horse. And, you know, as JR said, like grabbing a brush and even when I'm out there, like cleaning out the horse stalls, there's something incredibly therapeutic about those silent conversations that can't be explained unless you do experience it. And I know that we have a few more questions here. Um, somebody wants to know how long is your program and what is the price? Uh, we do not charge veterans for anything we do. We have a separate division of the nonprofit that we could get into on another conversation that has a monthly membership fee to it. But when it comes to the horses, we don't charge you a thing. So how long? We might do a one day event. We could do a weekend event. Uh, when we get that piece of dirt that we're you know, trying to get our hands on and we have short term housing on there, it can be up to a year. So get back on your feet, you and the immediate household family. So, you know, you, you can come on our dime and, 
and, uh, you know, get, get whatever it is you need. If it's some spiritual counseling, some regular counseling, some job training, we already show vets how to save money on essential services they pay for every day. A lot of people don't look this stuff up. Your average E4 uh, makes less than a McDonald's manager, you know, and they're getting shot at. And I don't mean the McDonald's manager in a bad neighborhood. You know, they're potentially, you know, signing the blank check to, you know, the, the joke between the chicken and the pig is the chicken only has to give up the egg. The pig gives up the bacon. And, uh, you know, they're possibly giving up the bacon and uh, doing all that so we can do what we're doing here today. There's no way we're, we're charging them for what we're doing. Uh, also, in that regard, we're only going to hire veterans in their immediate household family. So if you know, you know, you got a DD-214 somewhere in your house, you can be on the payroll. Otherwise, you're going to need to be one of the many volunteers we're going to need as well. That's awesome. And talking along the lines of volunteer, Michael, you're right. Horses can be incredibly intimidating. Um, and they think the same thing about us until <laughs> we get to know each other. Um, can somebody who is interested come and observe your group? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Anytime we have an event going on, if you don't want to participate, you just want to hang out and see what it's all about. Uh, absolutely. We're, we're more than happy to have anybody come out and observe and see what it's all about. Um, again, am I a professional horse trainer? Absolutely not. But I've learned enough over the years to be country boy certified, know what, enough what we're doing with the horses. But if you're not learning, you're dead. So, you know, I'm constantly learning from uh, people more advanced than me to bring more things to the programs that we offer. But uh, you, you'll see real quick how gentle a horse can be. Uh, for everybody. Yeah, sure. I mean, 18, 19 hands, 2000 pounds for some of these really big boys. But yeah, there you nailed it right on the head. They're as scared of us as we are of them until you build that bond of trust. Yeah, that's that's amazing. It makes me excited. I definitely want to come out and see you guys, if at the very least, just to be able to check out what you guys have going on. And I know there's a lot of interest in being able to do the same thing and perhaps to collaborate. So if anybody is interested in collaborating or they want to know how they can hop on a horse, maybe for the first time and find that connection for themselves, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Reach out to us at theveteransranch.org, theveteransranch.org. All our contact info's in there, and uh, there's a lot of ways to hit us up from there. Perfect. And I do have one more selfish question before we wrap this up, because I'm visualizing that notepad still and the chicken scratch of the word ranch on it. And I'm just wondering what the biggest thing that you've learned has been since that moment of waking up in the middle of the night, writing the word ranch down to, to current day. You're not in control of a damn thing. <laughs> that's, that's, that's life in a nutshell. I couldn't have come up with this all on my own. There's just no way. Uh, and I've had some pretty humdinger ideas, but there's no way I come up with all this. You know, God's in control of all of it. He's the center of everything we do, guides our steps. Sometimes we just got to open up our hearts and listen and, uh, you know, turn our, turn our ears off and open our hearts up. Um, just at, we are so proud of being able to do what we do. Uh, we are not any conflict specific organization like some out there. Uh, if you're still alive, you know, from Korea and you're kicking and, you know, you want to work, work with a horse to you just transitioned out yesterday. Y'all come out. We're going to have a great time. We're going to have some fun. Uh, yes, what we're dealing with is serious. But when you're trying to end the mission or uh, have your mission be ending veteran suicide, got to have a little fun, too, because that's a very serious topic. 
Perfect. I think that's the perfect way to to end this. And thank you for dropping the website down below. I'll put it in the show notes below if you're listening to this on the podcast. Thank you to everybody who has tuned in live this morning, JR. Thank you so much for your time. And My um, pleasure hopefully to be here. we'll have you on again. I think it would be pretty awesome to do a cross interview with you and your wife because I'm super curious to hear what her journey has been like during this. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Our pleasure.